Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, Darren Mitchell here, and welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Trust you've had a fantastic weekend, and uh, my apologies, I didn't record a podcast yesterday. I had a flat-out day, literally facilitating the entire day. Got home really late, and uh, I was absolutely cooked. So uh, I thought the uh, the worst thing to possibly do at that time when you're cooked is to record a podcast, because it wouldn't have been my very best version of me. In fact, you can hear now, if, um, I'm starting to lose my voice a little bit, because I've just done another two workshops today, albeit online, and uh, I've been talking and talking and talking for six hours straight. So, um, hey, that's what we do, and uh, love it, love it. So, hey, thanks for um, thanks for plugging in. If you're brand new to the podcast, thank you very much for plugging in, and hopefully there's enough in this particular episode to want you to come back and listen again tomorrow, but also maybe check out the previous 230 uh, episodes that are uplifted on, uplifted, that are uplifted, hopefully I'm uplifting you, that are uploaded on the various platforms that uh, take podcasts, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, etc., etc., etc. And of course, if you are an avid follower and listener to the podcast, hey, equally greatly appreciate you plugging in, and I hope that I'm continuing to add value. And there's some practicality, there's some things we're talking about that will help you on your quest to become an exceptional sales leader, but also pay it forward to your team so they can be exceptional in their own right as well. So as, as we delve into this week, uh, I've done a couple of leadership workshops in the last couple of days, and leadership is a fantastic topic, and it's a passionate topic that I love talking about and love uh, reading about, love researching, always looking for new new perspectives. And uh, today I was talking to a new a new a new organisation. Well, they're a new organisation for me, but they've been around a long, long time. And uh, I'm in the middle of doing this is week one of a four week program that I'm running a leadership program for their. Uh, uh, new and emerging leaders, and we're going to be talking about all things leadership. But we started off by talking about the comment around leadership being influence and influence being leadership. Now, this is this comes from John Maxwell, and if you are an avid listener, you know that I love John Maxwell and everything he puts out, whether it be the books that he's, write, that he's written, the blogs that he puts out, the videos that he does, but certainly also the podcast that he's now involved in. Now, if you haven't checked out uh, John Maxwell's podcast, he's got a couple. One is for his executive coaching group. Uh, and the other one is for just his uh, John Maxwell leadership. So just Google John Maxwell podcast and you'll be able to find those fantastic information and lots of great guests as well. So do yourself a favor and have a look at that. But it was interesting because I asked the question of both groups today what they thought of the comment leadership is influence and influence is leadership. Because what I found is that many people have a different interpretation of what leadership is and sometimes they confuse it with management. And it was a really interesting conversation today around the differences between management and leadership. And I think it's fair to say that the this particular discussion has evolved over the years because if you look back in the late 90s and maybe even the early 2000s, it was still all about management. So if you went to any business, business bookstore, you'd find a lot of management type books. And there's a lot of people still wanting to learn about management. But more and more, there's leadership has taken over in terms of the approach to, I guess, leading teams, managing teams, driving exponential growth. And this is, uh, today more than ever, I think there's 
less of a delineation between what influence is and what leadership is. So this is why John Maxwell talks about this, and this is what makes so much sense to me. And the clients that I work with, I interchange those words all the time to basically say, hey, leadership is influence, because that's exactly what you're doing, and influence is leadership as well. Now, what's really interesting is, this is my experience, and I'd love to know whether this is the same that you've experienced as well. Often, the best leaders and the best influencers are actually the people who don't have any direct reports to them, but they have to rely upon their their influencing skills, their persuasive skills, their personality sometimes in order to get people to do things that will move the needle forward. And it's sometimes easy, and I see this a lot, too many leaders unfortunately use their positional power to try to exert influence. And they talk about this being leadership. They literally demand that their team execute the plans because, hey, I'm the boss, you're not, you report to me, so therefore you will do what I tell you to do because that's the way it works. They almost demand respect and action through old school, the command and control boss-like tactics. And sometimes they lead through fear because people are uh, therefore risk-averse because they don't want to make a mistake. They tread really lightly, almost like on eggshells, and they do things sometimes against their own will or sometimes they do things because they, and, and they don't necessarily agree with it, but they do it anyway because they still want to fit in because that's what's expected of them, because that's the job description, and that's what they're going to be measured on. Now, as ridiculous as this sounds, I still find leaders, and I use the inverted commas leaders, because they're really not, they're not leaders, they're more managers and dictators, they think that this is leadership. And why do they think that? Well, because this is how they've been taught. They've been conditioned by other leaders on this is how to lead. And unfortunately, it's still creating, a, I guess, an environment where a lot of organizations think that this type of leadership is exactly what is required in certain industries and in certain businesses. And they wonder why the results they're getting, getting are not necessarily sustainable. They're not exponentially growing as quickly as they could. And by the way, they're not actually keeping people engaged. And in fact, people are trying to leave in droves. And it's not the way to do things. And I think, well, hopefully... Society and businesses will catch on and start changing people's titles as well and start instead of having manager in the title, they'll start actually having leader in the title. Now, I think there's more and more organizations now that, that talk about you know group sales leader or sales director, not sales manager, because it's uh, it conjures up potentially a lot of, I guess, 1980s, 1990s and early 2000s sort of mannerisms and characteristics of what a manager does. And it's not necessarily what leadership is. Now, myself and a number of other people I know around the world are on a, on a quest to try and drive improvements in leadership and really turn the tide to create better environments where people are actually inspired to want to come to work, inspired to increase their level of discretionary effort, and inspired to be the very best version of themselves they possibly can and make a difference, drive some fulfillment, drive some satisfaction, but really make a contribution to their customers, to their business, and, and to the wider society, as big as you want that to be. Uh, but it's uh, there's too many people who are still stuck in the old ways, and we've got to change that. So it was a really interesting conversation today because we then talked about the fact, okay, well, if if leadership is influence and influence is therefore leadership, what is it that great leaders actually do? How do they understand the difference, and what do they do to make sure the progress happens and their team are engaged? Well, what they do is they first of all focus on, they, they understand that in order to encourage progress, and in order to encourage action and increases in discretionary effort, and therefore to deliver positive outcomes, first of all, the old command and control tactics don't actually work. They know that there's actually a better way. And so one of the key ways, and we didn't talk about it in a lot of detail, but one of the best books I've ever read is a book by John Maxwell, which is called The Five Levels of Leadership. And in that book, he goes through literally the five levels of leadership 
as he has developed over a number of years. And in fact, he started off by calling that the five levels of influence. And in any leader's journey, we actually go through this step by step by step. And you can't necessarily jump a step. It's like going up on the values, a values ledger or a values scale. You've got to go through different values in order to get to, the, I guess, the upper echelons. And so the five levels of leadership very, very quickly is level number one is all about positional power. And this is what I've just been talking about for, for, for the previous five or six minutes. And that is there's too many leaders who are using their position as power to drive performance, to tell people what to do. And often these leaders will justify to themselves, hey, we need to get the results, so therefore I need to drive my team. So, but, it, but it comes from pure positional power. And people within their team will do things, sometimes under sufferance, but they're only doing it because they want to maintain their role, they're scared of getting something else, they're scared of losing their job, they're scared of actually being uh, criticized, and potentially they're also scared of being performance managed, which I've seen a lot and still see a lot today. So very quickly as leaders, we need to be able to move away from and move up from the first level of leadership being positional power into the next level, which is all about relationships. It's where we create an environment where people actually want to follow us. They don't just follow us because we are the manager or we are the leader. So we start creating an environment where we begin to earn the right to lead the team. This is where you start to build a level of trust because you build these relationships. And if you've got a really solid foundation of relationships where there's a mutual trust and respect that exists, then there's more and more chance that people want to follow you. And therefore, when it comes to asking them to do things, there's a higher likelihood of uh, them doing that and therefore starting to deliver the results. However, too many leaders also can get stuck on this particular level because it's all about the relationships. And if you're looking at pleasing people and making sure that people are okay and pandering to people, sometimes you can stuck, get stuck on level two and the results will never, ever get delivered. So therefore, we need to use the platform of the relationships to then get to the next level, which is the production level, to actually get people to start doing things. But you're doing it based on a really solid foundation of trust and respect and a great relationship. And this is where you're going to deliver the results. And often the leader will start the start the, the process or start delivering and building the momentum through the actions that they take and the example that they set. And this is where you begin to really see the results flowing through and I guess if you compare the leader that is just getting teams to do things because they're the leader and they're the boss and they're telling them what to do, they'll get a certain level of result. But it certainly won't be sustainable in terms of the results they get versus a level three leader that has already built the foundation, has earned the right to lead the team, has a level of mutual respect and trust that exists within the team. And therefore, when it comes to hitting the ground running and burning burning rubber and getting things done, there's a higher likelihood that not only is the team going to put in higher discretionary effort, the chances are they're going to get better results. And so there is a better way to actually lead and influence the team, and it's through this level of building on a relationship and then getting the team to get things done because they want to get it done because they see what the outcome is going to be based on clearly defined goals, clear aspirations, and they get the fulfillment there. And a clear byproduct of this, of course, is when you measure things like internal customer satisfaction and employee engagement, people who are sitting in a team where you've got a really strong uh, level two and level three leader, they tend to be statistically a lot higher in terms of the engagement scores because they are more engaged because there's a higher level of reciprocal trust and respect. And so the, the conversation went, uh, we didn't go any further than that. I didn't want to delve any further in terms of specifics around level four or level five, but I did want to touch on the fact that this is where the influence really hits the road. The influence, so how do we actually tap into and get our team to move in the right direction? How do we influence action and encourage action? 
Well, it's not through positional power. Hopefully that's really clear. If you're a boss who's trying to get things done by telling people what to do, then hey, that's gonna work in the short term, but you need to find a better way. You need to start building the relationship and actually creating an environment where people want to be part of the team and they want to actually make a contribution. That starts with us as leaders by creating that environment and building that relationship based on mutual trust. And so here's the thing. As a, as a great leader, as an exceptional sales leader, we've got to do one thing really, really well, and that is we've got to know our team backwards. We've got to know why our team are actually motivated, what, what brings them to the office every single day, what gets them motivated every single day, what gets their juices flowing, why do they do what they do, really tapping into what those intrinsic motivators are. And we've got to ex- create space for them and the opportunity for them to explore, to take some calculated risks, to push their own comfort zones, but also push comfort zones of others and be okay with that. Ensure that you're there to provide support, also provide guidance, continue to provide encouragement, and the biggest thing of all is make sure you're there to provide constant and never-ending feedback. Whether that's constructive feedback or positive feedback when you see the team executing positive habits that you want them to keep doing, you've got to be there always to provide feedback. Now this is what true influence actually is, and this therefore is what true leadership is. Is And I can tell you one thing, that people want to work for somebody who they know, who they like, and who they trust, just like when it comes to sales. And as I've always said, your team are asking three questions constantly of themselves in relation to you, either consciously or unconsciously. First one is, can you help me, right? Do you care about me, number two, and can I trust you? If those three questions are asked, answered in the affirmative, and they can definitively say yes, 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 then guess what? You're in a position where you are leading your team and you're really influencing your team and the results literally will take care of themselves and your team and you in the process will become not only exceptional, but you'll become unstoppable. So I challenge you to do this. Really sit down, analyze, okay, where am I at? Where am I at as a leader? Am I a level one leader? Do I find myself literally telling people what to do? And do I find myself having conversations that comes out of my mouth, things like, you will do what I say you're going to do because I'm the boss and just shut up and do it. If you have situations like that, then chances are there's a high probability that you might be a level one type leader. Hey, you might even think you're a level two leader where you're actually building some great relationships and people want to follow you because of who you are. But unfortunately, there still might be some perceptions where you can toggle back to level one. So our challenge is to move very quickly from level one to level two. And it's literally, and I've always talked about this, the fact it's not about the title. So don't worry about the title. And there's too many people are still itching for, I've got to get the title because when I get the title, then I'll have meaning. I would have achieved, I would have had a level of status. Well, quite frankly, the title means absolutely jack you know what. So don't worry about the title. Think about what is the impact and what is the influence I'm going to have. The best way to do that is to grow very quickly into level two, build relationships, get people to trust you, but you've got to earn the trust and earn the right to lead your team first and foremost, and then get them very quickly to level three, which is all about production, getting them to produce. And if you can do that, then you're actually going to create an environment where not only the team will excel, but you'll in the process excel as well. So as a reminder, if you would like to work with me one-on-one, love to work with you and help you take your sales leadership to that exceptional level and do that literally within the next 90 days. Uh, I've got some spots opening up. I just brought on a couple of new clients this week, which is awesome. And I've got some room for a couple more next week. So if you're up for A, A, the challenge, up for B, the investment, and you want to invest in yourself and really take your leadership to to a new level, let's jump on a call and have a conversation about what that program looks like and we can start as early as next week. Simply go to my calendar, you know the drill, go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits and we will jump on a Zoom call and have that conversation. So I very much look forward to that. 
So a quick reminder as well, if you haven't subscribed to the show, please press subscribe on the platform that you're listening to right now because that will enable me to let you know when new episodes are up and running, ready to be listened to and digested. And if you can do me one huge favor, and that is if you can rate the show, if you've been an avid listener for a while, I'd really appreciate you giving me a five-star rating. Uh, But even if you don't like the show and you're still listening and you want to give me a one-star rating, any rating is better than no rating because what it does It means that people who are looking for podcasts, looking for inspiration, looking for information and guidance and practicality around sales and sales leadership, it makes it a lot easier for them to find the podcast on the various platforms when there's a number of ratings. So if you can do that, that would be greatly appreciated. So until next time, keep pushing the envelope, keep uh, stepping outside of your comfort zone and keep striving to achieve that next level of performance that you know exists and I know that you know exists. So with that, look forward to talking to you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.